Smartcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I swear to God, this week is trying to kiss my, kick my ass. I almost said kiss my ass, but no, this week is trying to kick my ass and I refuse. Um, hold on. I low-key want to call this episode scared black people are mean. <laughs> because, it is Halloween week. Right. No, no I'm, and then, let, me, let me change it. Scared old black people are mean. <laughs> mm. That caveat really does matter. Um, because every time my mother gets scared, she turns into an asshole. And I'm just like, you know, you can't talk to me like that. I'm the only one keeping you alive, right? I said that to her the other day. I was like, Mom, you know why you're still here, yes? All right. Uh let's see. All right. We have our sound check. You guys look great. Lulu, your skin is glowing that ring light is right in your face huh honey it is cheekbones chicken More cheekbones right so i want you guys to know this was supposed this is the third episode of us being a trio uh first episode we forgot we needed uh headphones until we were logging in second episode uh jeffrey tried to be beyonce and show off with his one mic uh this episode i too have a mic we got lulu a mic but somebody uh stole her amazon order so for whoever's out there marina del rey who's out there stealing mics you owe uh, Blue Centric LLC some money. <laughs> uh, Lulu, I'll, I'll put in a claim on Amazon. I'm just going to tell them that people thief in for the holidays. Guys, yeah. it is so good to see y'all. Um, the reason why I have this virtual background is because I am not in Los Angeles the way I had originally planned. I'm still in Boston trying to save my family from themselves. <laughs> um, guys, if I did not, not look like my family, I would really think I was adopted. <laughs> Do you guys sometimes feel adopted when you see how your family act versus how you act? Was that just me? Not adopted. I just feel like growth. <laughs> Evolution. Yes. Evolution. Evolved. That's all. I'm like, got it. This is why I, I left. I understand got it. the chaos because I grew up in it. Yeah. But I just don't want to participate in it anymore. Yeah. How about you, Lulu? Do you sometimes, well, you and your family are very tight still. Yeah. I'm, I, my family acts just like me. So. Lulu's <laughs> like, no. I'm like, this is why I act like this. I remember one time I had a friend, my parents were in town. And I had some friends come over. They were having like a gathering at their Airbnb. And he was like, wow, you act the same, you know, even around your parents. I was like, my parents are the reason I act, I act like this. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've met Luther and Sly. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to meet your, your parents a little. Like, I want to see who's responsible for this. Like, I really. They're a hoot. They're a hoot. <laughs> you know what's so interesting, though, when you're dating somebody and you meet your parents? I remember the first Christmas I brought someone home. We were having relations. And out of nowhere, this is the thing when you have ADD, you say things at the wrong time. And I understand because I too have ADD, but this is the wrong time. <laughs> We're in the middle about having about to have relations. And he looks over and says, yo, you really act just like your mom. You're, you're <laughs> even kind of built like her. But do and you I ever said, like, oh, 
I was gonna say, do you ever catch yourself and be like, oh my God, I sound just like my mama. Oh my God, that's something that my mama would say. That is me currently and presently every single day. <laughs> yeah, I actually think I sound like my mom less and less because I've gotten therapy. <laughs> mm. Yes, it's the therapy. Like my mother's been having panic attacks all weekend. She's done cussed out me, the doctors, the nurses, the person bringing her her food. Like everybody's gotten cussed out. And I recognize it's because she's scared, right? Which is why I'm like, yo, scared old black people are mean because <laughs> they've never been taught how to deal with fear and vulnerability. And so the, the only thing they have is irritation and anger and crankiness. Yeah. I saw a, a meme. I think Lou, I probably sent it uh, last week where it's like, I remember always thinking my mom was always mad about something. Now look yep. at me, always mad junior. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's exactly what it is. Well, you know, I got to oh. bring it back. When people, black people are mad, particularly black women, studies have shown that's depression. Right. But Blue, speaking of yeah. my mom, I got a text uh, about two hours ago. You're going to love this. Oh, oh. It said, <laughs> you were on 25 words or less. <gasps> Did you see what I just, you see what I just posted on my, on my IG? Oh no, I didn't. No. London Beauty, London. The um, he's the makeup artist for Layla Hathaway, who, by the way, is the only celebrity I've been told I look like when I had locks. It's so interesting. And he texted me. He was like, "I was looking at my phone and I heard a voice. He said, I know that voice." And then I looked up and he sent me a picture of my. I was like, "Oh man." Yeah, which my mom, she wasn't watching. One of her church members saw it. The church <laughs> said, saw you on twenty five. Who, who knew people were watching twenty five words or less? Exactly. So that's why she t- and she's like, "Why you ain't telling me?" I said, "I forgot about it. We shot that back in April." So let's bring the audience <laughs> back in, guys. Back in April, Jeffrey and I went on. Now I love that this happened today, so we can actually talk about it because we were on embargo and we didn't have enough money to pay for lawyers. But back in April, Jeffrey and I auditioned for a show called Twenty Five Words or Less, which is basically a really rich version of Taboo. I, Blue Chalusma, have not lost the game of Taboo in 15 years. So I'm being serious. People play Taboo with me and they get angry. It's like spades. It's like my spades. Mm -hmm. And so Jeff and I practiced like three times a week leading up to this. We got there and they made it clear that we had the, we're the best team that they had seen in a long time to the point. And Jeff, you can collaborate this. When we went in, you know, you're supposed to do an episode. And if you win, you stay to do a second episode. They were so sure we were going to win. They said, what do y'all want for lunch after this first episode? They told us to start thinking about our lunch order for the second episode because we were so exceptional. They put us up first. That boot camp was so dry. We were the most exciting things in the boot camp. Like they were just kept calling us, kept calling on blue. The man that was speaking kept using blue as an example because that. I think he was flirting with me a little bit. I'm not even going to hold you. (laughs) They were so dry. I almost got me a white cat daddy. But no, like we were so the favorite. And then at one point, I remember that guy, the producer said, the only way y'all could lose is if the celebrity completely fails you. That's the only way y'all could lose. If the celebrity <laughs> does not understand the assignment. And guess what, y'all? The celebrity did not understand the assignment. <laughs> um, Lulu and Jeff, you're going to have to tell me when my, my voice is distorted because I like to put the mic next to my mouth when I'm upset. It's very phallic. <laughs> I'm working on that. So uh, the, the guest was, uh, what was the celebrity? Andy Richter? Fucking Andy Richter. Fucking Andy Richter. Okay, I hope Andy Richter, God, I'm I, Andy, you're probably a nice person, but I hope you stub your toe every time you got out of bed for the rest of your life for the way that you made me and Jeffrey uh, lose mm. all that money. Okay, mm-hmm. we were up to went up to a hundred thousand dollars. Do you know what that means in this economy? A hundred thousand dollars in 2023 is about two hundred thousand dollars in 2019. A hundred thousand okay? dollars playing taboo. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we could have won a lot of money. For, so if you saw Jeffrey and I on um 25 words or less don't text us yes that was us and mm. yes you, you did watch us not play at all and then smash the last round when it didn't even matter and mm. and then lose and guess <laughs> what the girl who was the other celebrity 
she should have been our partner. But guess why they didn't pick her to be our partner? Jeffrey, tell them your theory. Because she was black and we black. They didn't want to put all the black people together. Andy was white <laughs> and the other two we playing against was white. All the brilliant people were black that day. Not in general, guys. Please don't send me messages. It just so happened. We were the best team in the room and we were black. And the best celebrity in the room was also black. And so on some thing to make it swirly, they robbed us of our money and put mm. us with Andy fucking Richter. Fucking Richter. What yeah, was he doing? I, How did he lose it? Nothing. Because he had to tap. All he had to do was tap us in. He wasn't picking work because each word is like worth a certain amount of points or dollars or whatever. Yeah. And he was just scared to pick the larger ones because he may have not have known what they meant, but it didn't mean that we didn't know what they meant. Yeah, well, I think honestly, I, and I don't want to do the race card so early into the episode, the clues get harder the more aggressive the color is. So green means something easy, yellow means something medium, and red means something hard. I think Andy might not have heard our diction and might have underestimated our intellect because Jeffrey and I were thinking, as long as you pick a bunch of reds and we get really high points, we could actually win the game. Even though we we haven't played the first two rounds, as long as you give us hard ones and we pull them off, we could win. Andy comes on and he picks all yellows and greens, which means it's numerically impossible for us to win, even if we smashed it. Even if we did, yeah. And not only did we smash it, we had time left. Like we We picked all the answers and just stared at the screen like, how you feel, bro? We done. How you feel? How you feel? So yeah, I'm gonna find that episode just so I can cry. Um, but yeah, that sucked. And um, we met Meredith Vieira though. She apologized to us. Shout out to yeah, Meredith. Meredith was great. Meredith, they don't talk to. They said Meredith don't talk to nobody. She stopped and took a photo with me in blue. Oh, you know what? Maybe yeah. I, I can post that today with the episode. The episode. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna post the photo. I don't know if I'm gonna post <laughs> right. the episode. I know. I, yeah. But okay. I'm, I'm gonna post the photo. But yeah, you know it's bad when Meredith Vieira leaves her trailer to come say goodbye to us because she feels so bad. But yeah, so that was about disappointment. Um, you guys, speaking of disappointment, you know, I'm going to segue right into our topic. I gave you guys a heads up. Usually I surprise you guys with the warm up topic. But today I felt like we needed to talk about how, and this is the, the title, Keith Lee is running through Atlanta like Thanos. Okay. <laughs> um, Jeffrey, this one I had to pick because you're a chef and I needed somebody in the culinary and, word. See, and I feel bad because I'm not well versed in this thing. You don't have to be well versed. I sent you all the links for you to catch up. It would have taken you thirty seconds. It was a it was a busy day. Okay, but I'm also, just gonna. I'm, oh, go ahead. I'm gonna catch up with the audience though. So even if you're not caught up, you ain't gotta tell us, friend. Moving forward in podcasting, if you don't know, you fake it. You don't announce it to the audience <laughs> that you don't know what's happening. All right, so there's a, a chef, not chef. Now you got me thinking about you. There is a TikTok food critic called uh, Keith Lee who has over 14 million followers, guys. 14 million human beings. Watch what this man eats on TikTok to figure out if they want to eat there too. He's also a former MMA fighter and a loyal family man. I feel like I have to point out that he does MMA because he is so mild-mannered, it's easy to take him for a punk until you watch a video of him beating somebody's ass. So anyways, Keith Lee has been doing a food tour. He's, he's been doing a lot of uh, reviews of different areas. And he was in Vegas previously. And five days ago, he landed in the ATL. And it has been complete chaos ever since. And before he could even talk about the food, guys, he accidentally exposed how bad customer service is in Atlanta, the shady way they do business, their crazy rules, their lack of organization, and how often they treat customers like trash unless they are a celebrity. So he was going to different places and filming them treating him like trash. Well, sorry, treating his family like trash. And then when they see him walk in and say, oh, my God, it's Keith Lee suddenly saying your table will be ready in five minutes. And he was like, no, 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 no. 
My customers want a review of their experience, not my experience as a celebrity. Two of the places that he got in trouble for the most are um, a place called The Real Milk and Honey. Apparently, the tea is in Atlanta. Please tell me if I'm wrong. The tea is they call it The Real Milk and Honey. There's a, another place called Milk and Honey. So they put the word real on top of it just to steal their name. That's shady. That is um, shady. That's shady as hell. Just call yourself The Real when you came second. And the other place is a place you might know uh, called Old Lady Gang. Uh, that is started by a uh, no, 90s singer, Bass. producer, and uh, a t- Tony uh, a nominated uh, songstress, Candy Burris. So the old I'm lady gang, I know, they have people waiting for 90 minutes. And so Keith had his family walk up and said, nah, we don't take reservations. Uh, we don't take orders. Uh, we barely got food, y'all. I mean, <laughs> it, it is what it is. And they told him they, they couldn't do nothing for him. Keith Lee walks up and they immediately say, we could get you seated in five minutes. Mm. He he said, "Now hold up, now you done told my my wife and my and my mother in law that she they had to wait three days and hope for a chicken wing to fall from the sky. So mm. how make that make sense? And so after that review, everybody went crazy, and now there's a heated debate all over social media. Like everybody in the industry who's nowhere near Atlanta is talking about this. About is Keith Lee doing the Lord's work?" Or is he uh, denouncing and ruining black businesses? Cardi B stepped in, by the way, and said that she always tells Offset that people in Atlanta, the restaurants have the worst customer service and that she backs Keith Lee because he's the first person to expose this problem. So what do you guys think? Do you think that it's okay for him to be dishonest? Because it's mostly black businesses. Or is he a traitor to our race because he's exposing that we have bad customer service in the ATL? I think that he's doing the Lord's work. And I think a lot of people have those issues. I think the the reason why there was so much publicity around this is because so many people have been experiencing it. And then mm-hmm. to have somebody go on this large of a platform being like, they treated me like shit too. And so they knew who I was. They weren't taking no phone orders. You couldn't sit down till everybody was there. All, all these weird rules, a dollar for, for a little thing of butter. It's like- Yeah, <laughs> a pat of butter is a dollar, y'all. One place yeah. had that you, you you can't split a check if you have a table of more than five people. And then the rule number five was like, we don't take tables more than four people. And we were like, which, <laughs> which one is it, friend? Is it four or is it five? Yeah, I like I am obviously being a chef, being in food and beverage and everything. I work in marketing, food and beverage. I work in um, front of the house, back of the house. And now I have my own private catering. Like customer service is your job. Like, yes, we want the food. But you would be surprised that even when you have bad food, how much stuff people will let slide when the customer service is immaculate? It's LA. like you, gotta have, you can't have both. You can't have bad food and bad service. <laughs> like you want to always have good food, but it might be an off day or a bad recipe. But sometimes, hey, just keep the drinks flowing, smile at the customer. You know, it's just one of those things you have to do. Yeah, I, I honestly think it's interesting because as a Caribbean person, we always make this joke that if you walk into a Jamaican place or a Caribbean place and they're rude to you, the ruder they are, the better the food is. Mm-hmm. So that is a joke in my community. I do think, though, that the standards are different in America. And also, too, a lot of these places are celebrity obsessed. Because the thing yes. that Cardi points out is she says whenever she orders food in Atlanta, she tells her team, please name drop me so I can get my meal. Why and do I have to correct. get be Cardi B to get my meal? Yeah. Because it will come, one, expeditiously, and two, yes. it will actually, it will look like the photos. You know, you ever go to a restaurant, order something, you like... This new like her burger from McDonald's will look like the one on TV, not yep. the actual flat ass patty that you get, <laughs> smash bun that you get when you go through the drive through. Yeah, and you know who actually Keith Lee did a review on? Our friend Quay. Ludo, do you know Quay? I know Jeff and I know Quay. 
I don't think so. Blame it on Quay. Blame it on Quay. Oh, he plays TT oh, with yes, the, the yes, wig yes. and the, the purple mm-hmm. lipstick or whatever, pink I lipstick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently I went on Keith Lee's page and Quay had DM'd him saying, hey, how much does it cost for a review? Because, you know, Keith Lee is popping. If he even yeah. eats a Tic Tac, that flavor runs out, right? <laughs> and so he, he told Keith, um, Keith Lee told him, I don't take money. That's the thing that, that makes him so popular. He refuses to take money for any of the reviews. He uses his own cash. He tells the audience up front how much he paid so they can tell what the price point is. And he gives you his honest review. A part of me is wondering if Keith Lee is neurodivergent because his inability to lie feels very kindred <laughs> to me. I'm like, oh, this man can't lie for nothing. It could be God himself. He'd be like, nah, Jesus, this bread is stale. So when he did, when he did a review of Quay, Quay sent him two sauces, a lemon pepper sauce and like a sweet sauce for pancakes. And he said he didn't like the lemon pepper sauce. He said, I'm going to give it a two out of 10, but I also don't eat seafood. And so he called his homegirl, who does like seafood, and said, taste it, because you know I don't like the lemon pepper or seafood. And she's like, I give it a nine. So he was being fair. He was like, I'm not the key demo. So if you send me something and I'm not the key demo, I'm going to have somebody who usually likes it, taste it for me so they can give their opinion. And so he gave him like a 7.8 for the sweet one and a two for the savory one. But his homegirl gave it a nine. So that's still good. And I love how fair that is, because now if you like lemon pepper, you know, let me try quay sauce because I feel like somebody was telling me the truth. Do you guys think that that's why he's so popular? Because he's so willing to like hurt people's feelings and say this is trash without being mean? I don't know why he's so popular because Fred is dry in the videos. That, that's my <laughs> issue. Like I try, <laughs> I try, and not even not even from this for uh, the show, but like just in the past, I've seen on his videos. I didn't make it through the first ten seconds because that dry demeanor. I don't find it because at first I was like, "Oh, it's a gimmick," but yeah. then I was like, "Oh, that's actually him." I I can't watch that. So I don't watch his videos. I don't know his reviews. Even this Atlanta thing, I've been seeing his face as I scroll everywhere. I have not, I have not stopped and watched a single one of his reviews because I can't listen to that. It's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Sorry, Keith. I still, I still listen because I think he's from Detroit, which is why I started. And he's like a super family man, which I, yeah, is, I think is cute. And then he w- was telling stories like I, I think he got on my radar because it was like a. A pizza place in Vegas that was like go, like basically almost going out of business and like one of the mm. workers DM'd him and was like hey the food is really really good here it's a family owned business they just haven't been able to get you know we don't have enough money for marketing blah 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 so he went over there gave him a review and it was like the next day the line is like out the door so they pay their mortgage nice. yeah yeah I was like I think that that's nice that he tries to help restaurants that are small and whatever and he gave honest reviews of their food too like he was like yeah. oh I didn't, I didn't really like them garlic knots He's like, oh, but the pizza was good. And like, you know what I mean? Like, he'll be just like, no. I like that about him. Like, I trust his opinion. And I actually posted on my IG a video of a guy who said, I actually think Keith Lee was full of crap because how do you have that many food orgasms in one meal? And then he <laughs> came to Atlanta and everywhere he said it was good was somewhere that's actually good. And everywhere he said it's bad is somewhere we talk shit about. And that's when I was like, oh, wow, he's the real deal. Um, I, yeah. there's also a lady, um, a Jamaican spot. Shout out the one place in Atlanta that I know that did not get. Uh, dragged by Keith Lee because half of Atlanta's <laughs> restaurant business is literally sharding themselves right now over Keith Lee being in town. Like they want him to leave. <laughs> I, think, I, I think Atlanta restaurant owners want to buy him a ticket back to wherever he came from. Ooh, and this one Jamaican damn. spot, she was so nice to him because she stayed open an extra hour because his sister wanted to like get food for their kids near Six Flags where the restaurant was. Didn't know it was Keith Lee's family. He walks in at 1152 and the restaurant's still open. And he's like, you waited a whole hour to feed my family, not even knowing that I was a celebrity. And he's like, how much do you usually make? Uh, did you make tonight? And she ended up making $2,800 and he doubled it. Like he he matched her whole day's earnings. And then her homegirl was there praying over her. Like, girl, you've been praying for this. Turns out that girl who he happened to walk into her, her restaurant, she had been DMing him for a year. He never saw it. 
Oh, wow. And Ryan, her friend was like, God brought him in here. He didn't even read your email. God brought him in here. So I think those moments of him being a good person and being so honest make up for his dry personality. <laughs> yeah. I think and it again, might be neurodivergence. I see he's really popular. You know, again, I'm not saying anything bad about it. For me, it's, it's, I'll, I will start tapping in more. I'm, I'm mad he doesn't eat seafood because, you know, I would definitely send over a seafood mac, mac and cheese. And cheese. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, Jeff, you're talking about Keith Lee. You better talk nice because if he ever came to one of your events and ate your food in the video, I you would, me and Lulu would never see you again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Keith, come on. Is it a seafood allergy or you just don't like seafood? I'm Jeff, sure you make other things, video. friend. Why are you stuck on seafood? You make other because, things. Because, baby, let me tell you, I cannot cook anything for anybody without the seafood mac and cheese being on the menu. Uh, for 14 million TikTok viewers, you might want to figure that out. You might want to figure it out, right? <laughs> uh, speaking of figuring it out, when you guys get cold, do your nipples get hard? There's a reason I'm asking. I'm not being inappropriate. Don't call yeah. HR. I no. am HR, but don't call me about myself. Does that happen to well, you guys? Not me, but no. Yes. Okay, well, I've always wondered about girls who seem proud of it. Well, apparently there's a market there because Kim Kardashian has now come out with her nipple bra. Did you, you guys see that? I saw that, yeah. I she saw, now- yeah. She now has a bra where the nipples are always hard. And my first question is, why? 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 Because men think it's sexy. So, Are, are men the only people seeing you that day? I mean... Some oh. women think it's sexy. Right, oh. yeah. <laughs> right. Touche, touche. As a pansexual, I've dropped the ball on that. I mean, so, maybe that's like the... Is that the female version of guys in, in gray sweatpants? No, like, it's not. Is it women in... <laughs> You know, nipples poking through. There's nothing like gray sweatpants. There's, there's, there's because you are looking at the peen. You're not looking at women's nipples. That's not what turns you on, baby. What 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 is my orientation? Read the read the room. I ain't never heard you say <laughs> you've been turned on by some nipples though. <laughs> well, yes, but I still engage with that demographic, friend. And as women, I don't. You, is that something that would turn you on though? No. <laughs> See, Outside, so, you, <laughs> so, so we are part of my friends. See, so you wouldn't pay attention to that versus gray sweatpants. That might catch your eye. I mean, I have eyes. So, yes, it would. <laughs> uh, question. Well, how would you feel if I, with my tickle bitty, showed up in a Kim Kardashian heart nipple bra? <laughs> I'd like it. Are you Is serious? It? Okay, but the post that I saw on social, it was the bra that had the nipples, obviously the nipples like showing. So it, when you No, it pokes clothes, to the shirt. But no, when you put clothes and layers on, I'm sure you'll see something. But is it as visually exposed as it is just in the bra? Yeah. Let me tell you, when she did the commercial, she didn't announce that that was the product until the end of the commercial. The minute the commercial came on, I was staring at her nipples. And at the end, when she said, introducing the new nipple bra, I was like, okay, so it's not me. This is on purpose. I ain't listen. Kim got skims for nipples. She got skims for men. She got skims for the NBA now. I, yeah. Listen, everybody's wearing skims. I don't even know what. At first, I thought skims was just uh, shapewear. I had no idea. It's a whole line of everything. By the women, skims. Kim Kardashian is a face of skims. Skims is actually uh, operated by a black woman. So let's just shout out uh, oh. that fact that it's a black. It's a black woman behind Good American and Skims, the only two Kardashian products that I've ever seen to have longevity and great reviews across the board. Just want to shout that out. Well, that's I think they know that the magic is in us. And so they're like, let's start hiring well, black duh. women for stealing from them. Right. Well, instead of just becoming black women caricatures, we could actually use them in business. Exactly. Like <laughs> we can make them I'm rich. Sure. 
And so the black women who are behind Schemes of Good American, actually, I think it's the same black woman. We need to find her name. Can one of y'all Google that? Because I got too many notes in front of me. But this is the same black woman behind Skims and Good American. And I want to shout her out. If we ever do a black business or black entrepreneurs or boss bitches shout out, she is going to be on the top of that list. I feel like Did she was find on, it? you know, I didn't, I didn't know she was Skims. I knew she was Good American. I can't think of her name, but I know Lou is looking her up. Uh, but yeah. she's actually, I want to say last year or the year before, she was on like the season premiere of Shark Tank. They had her on. Oh, her wow. Yeah, she was one of the sharks. And she, uh, you know, was listening to other entrepreneurs promote their business or try to get a deal for their business. But specifically, I remember because they said that she was the the uh, creator or brains behind Good American. And That's dope. At first, yeah, first of all, I knew that to be Chloe's brand. But she, you know, explained the whole thing. Yeah, you know, working with Kardashians. All that. So I was like, oh, I always knew a black woman was behind Good American. But now I'm also learning she's with Skims. Yeah, yeah Emma, I was. A, Emma Greed is her name. Emma Greed? Yeah. Like money? Like her last name is spelled G-R-E-D-E. Oh, G-R-E-D. Okay. I thought you meant like G-R-E-E-D. I was like, <laughs> well, that's a great stage name. What the hell? I love that for her. Emma Greed. I love that. I was a ghostwriter once. And this is the whole curriculum being taught all over America and Puerto Rico with somebody else's name on it. I'm still salty. So Emma, clearly that Kardashian check stop you from being salty because I'm in my feelings <laughs> about it. Could you guys ever do that? Because I know my answer is no. Could you do ever what? be the mastermind of be the mastermind of something? And then have somebody's entire name all over it and not yours. Absolutely. Am 100%. I getting my check? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. For for the, the money, the, the little bit of money I got from the Boston Public School System, no. But for the amount of money the Kardashians are giving her, yeah, probably. You're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about working smarter, not harder. Because Emma yeah. would have to be coming up with marketing campaigns around her last name being Greed, like you said, to make it fun and funny and working Talk about it. hard versus Kardashian is a built-in brand label, whatever you want to call it. Here you go. Make Can I just be contract honest? Contract is right. Here you go. It wouldn't be you, you're being nice saying twice as hard. It'd probably be a hundred times as hard. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. As somebody who keeps has gone viral several times over the last decade over the Kardashians, I have talked to people who are running for president. I've written in motorcades with Michelle Obama. I have literally talked to attorney generals. I've done exposés. I've broken stories. Nothing in my entire life has ever got me more hits than talking about the Kardashians. Well, I will say, you know, Emma... It, it, be, it actually it be, messes with me a little bit. Emma, would, <laughs> it would be harder, but Lou, you just looked up Emma. Emma, she she could almost pass. So that's why I say twice as hard instead of 10 times as hard. <laughs> she might have still got a foot in that dough. That's still... I'm, so, I'm telling you, the Kardashians supersede all of that. There's something about oh, yeah. them that is... I think Kim said that she wanted to be the most famous person in the world, and, she, and I, I hate to admit it, but love her or hate her, old girl might have accomplished her goal. She, she might is, be, yeah. Yeah, like it's like her and Beyonce and uh, Taylor. What's her name? Swift. Yeah, that lady. Yeah, I'm. You guys know I'm not a Swiftie. I'll never be a Swiftie. Get used to the slander. Um, actually, that wasn't slander. That was just me <laughs> just keeping it cute. I'm still watching her and Travis. What's his name? The football Kelsey? games. I'm. I've never prayed for a celebrity couple to break uh, break up because I mind my business as a hobby. Um, but whatever this is, this publicity stunt of them is, I'm tired of it. <laughs> you don't think they're really together for real? I think that the marketing around this, even if it started off real, it's no longer real. Mm. Something can I think be it started off. Actually, I think it started off as publicity stunt. And, you know, when you have to spend that much time together, actual feelings might develop. So they might now be a real couple. But starting off, I've seen like, oh, Travis yeah, Kelsey's play. type. I'm just going to disagree and keep it at that. Well, uh, I don't uh, understand. What would what would Taylor Swift need to be to have need more publicity? 
Um, there, she's so basically the back end story is she was in a contract that stopped her from saying yes to the, to the NFL the four different times that they asked her to be in the halftime show. That contract just ended, and so now she is one of the biggest touring artists in the world, and she no longer has contractual restrictions. This might be a rollout for her to potentially be in, a, in the future Super Bowl finally after years of trying to get her on. Why? Why wasn't she able to do it? Because co- her contract, she, I think it was something, I think it was like she was with Pepsi and they were Coke or something like that, where it was literally, oh, okay. it was a contractual conflict. So now that, that, I think it's weird that the conflict has disappeared and she's suddenly in the stands. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's also in the stands with one of their white presenting white male people who is beloved by black women, one of the hardest demographics to get it without Beyonce. Right. Because black women started to love Kelsey a lot when he went on those shows and made it clear that he likes melanin. And so it's almost like this brilliant thing of you get to introduce Taylor finally after all these years of waiting for her to be contractually free. And you have this person who's going to appeal to white America and black women who are the biggest critics at the same time. So if somebody was going to make it a point, it's actually really brilliant. I was going to say, it sounds brilliant to me because it'll, again, you'll either be, it'll either be a love or a hate watch. You're either watching it, you're watching it regardless. Or, but you're watching it regardless. So exactly. Taylor, get more bag. I, hey, I'm not a, a fan, but get get the bag. I saw something on Instagram that said this guy, he took a shot every time they mentioned Taylor Swift. He's in the, the hospital? Game, and he was in the hospital, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even see the, the tweet. I just know that if that had happened, I would be in the hospital. I'm very, I'm very tired of that. You know what I'm also very tired of? Let me actually find a nicer way to key this up because she deserves better. Guys, we want to do a round of applause. I can't applause because I'm holding my mic. Much like Jeffrey last week, I have to hold my mic this week. Holding mine too. Oh, really? So we're going to do a little... And I'm going to have a green screen, guys, because you didn't know until now, but that's my fake background from my mama's house. Um, Let's do Lulu. A round of applause for Jada Pinkett Smith has made the New York Times bestsellers list. Hey. (laughs) Jeffrey, look at you snapping. They called you a hater in the comments. The the comments were like, that man, he just determined to shit on Jada. Ain't he? He (laughs) had a face. I love Jada. Jeffrey's dangerous. He's up here just being (laughs) myself. I was like, oh, it, it, it's not Jada specifically. It's, it's all just, it's all women. Yes. Jada. All women. Okay, wow. <laughs> I just watched it. No, see what I was right going to that, Jeffrey. <laughs> Jada, no. I think Jada just finally hit my breaking point of all celebrity. I'm like, why are we in y'all business? I Like, why? It's not just Jada. Jada was just that final straw that broke the camel's back but it's all celebrity business well your back was broken bro because they were like what the hell is wrong with jeffrey yeah so (laughs) apologies to mrs pinkett smith it is not i have nothing against you jada i i really do love you it just oh i don't want to be in nobody's business you love her now you said last week she wasn't famous and she wasn't married to will smith oh i, I stand by that without oh. will smith jada would be the, the an actress she would be a list no she would be a list in our black community but not i don't think in a crossover full you know she'd be black famous only what uh marlo say she ain't worldwide <laughs> oh and, 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 and how accurate was marlo when she said that friend that's a great analogy due oh. to the accuracy <laughs> he's like damn it okay well jada is now number three in the new york times bestseller list as of the day of this uh this broadcast she might be number one by the time this airs tomorrow um and will smith has come forward to say that he fully supports her still and she shout out to my homegirl my haitian sis jesse Wu. jesse Wu was, was invited to an event in atlanta where jada was speaking jesse was closer to jada than this mic is to my mouth and with the camera up to jada's nostrils jesse Wu caught jada saying will and i had been set were separated until oscar night 
And then all the women in the audience started clapping because for all the people saying Jada was ungrateful and didn't appreciate what he did, she said, the media is lying. I was very grateful. That's how he got me back. So how do you, how would you feel if someone was dishonoring you? Because this is the question that's brought to mind. How would you feel if someone was dishonoring you and your partner didn't stand up for you? I'm not saying they got to go around smacking people and cussing folks out, but how would you have felt if someone was clowning you to your face and your partner is right there and they're not saying anything? Would that be a deal breaker for you? My answer is yes, it would. I'm not even going to wait on y'all. If you don't have my back, you ain't got to smack nobody. But if people can talk crazy about me in your your presence and you don't feel no kind of agitated, we we don't go together no more. Uh, you don't. know, I'm I'm gonna play the politics game. Oh, oh here we go. More right. comments for Jeffrey. <laughs> if we're at the Oscars, mm-hmm. no, no, sit your ass down and cuss him out when the show is over. And I intentionally said not smacking people at the no, <laughs> no. I didn't say slap. I said cuss him out later. But you know what? We are at the Oscars. This is your job. This is what has our family where we are. Don't let listen. So you I'm going to go back to the question, moment. Jeffrey. In real mm-hmm. life, not the Oscars. In real life, how would you feel if your partner did not defend you while somebody was talking to you crazy? It depends. Did I do it? What I'm being accused of? Oh, that's true. <laughs> Je- Je- Jeffrey has <laughs> Jeffrey has guilty grace. He has to give you grace because he's yeah, probably going to do it too. He does have guilty grace. Damn, <laughs> Jeffrey, we need to work on your moral like standing. You know, or listen, if, it, if it's true, <laughs> you know I did it. Damn. You know, you know, we all have that one friend who we laugh because he's a scammer. but you know what I will say though also I think that it is something of the the male female dynamic obviously with Mm. a woman yes you want to make sure you you, your woman feels protected that's one of the things you want to protect your woman in all ways physically emotionally you know everything so I absolutely agree but you know it could be different with someone who a man that's my you know equal in size and like i can take care of myself so have you been to dc the gays will, will spider monkey you if you look at their man funny are you serious <laughs> oh that, my that god bark, okay that bark is that bark is much bigger than the bite but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bark though that's the thing it doesn't have to be a bite if you are barking and you don't hit nobody i don't need you to be violent say something though don't be complacent and i i feel like the boys that i know you look at their man funny and they will they don't care how big he is they'll climb up your back and cuss you out how about you, Lulu? How would you feel if you're if your big old tall, handsome man was just staring at somebody smiling while you're getting cussed out? No, I definitely want I want him to slap him. And also the oh, thing, wait, like wait, people... wait, 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 wait. He's from what? Detroit. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey was being politics. Like, no, it's at the Oscars. You have to show some cool. She's like, no, smack that man. Smack him with crack yeah. the mouth. And my thing is also, and I said this when this happened in real time, Will Smith, Jeff and I have talked about this. I think a lot of times people just ain't used to being smacked in the mouth and you say yeah. some shit, you can possibly be smacked in you the mouth. Yeah. And so like, yeah. I think that, you know, with black people, they're all like, Oh, you shouldn't have done it in front of white people. Fuck them white people. Fuck oh. them. Oh. Like if, if you talking shit about my wife and I already told you to be quiet, I'm smacking you. And I know it's a place of business. Da, 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 da. He shouldn't have had his hands behind his back. He's walking up there. He told you to stop. So, yeah. Especially if you and I already have beef. Um, since the eighties, and you um tried to haul out my wife when you heard a rumor that she and I were having problems and asked her out on a date while she was still my wife, um, and you clowned her in twenty sixteen already while in front of all of our coworkers. Like to me, I'm not a violent person. I give too much grace sometimes. But if you play in my face that many times, at what point do you think you're not gonna get slapped? Though yeah. I'm not condoning violence, but at what point is it too much? For anybody to deal with. Sometimes uh, people just need to be smacked and they need to remember. Even when Chris, 
uh, Chris Rock did his little, you know, thing where he was talking about it, he still was just talking about Jada. He didn't even say anything about Will because he probably didn't want to get smacked again. But yeah. it's just like, you're still like dragging Jada. And like, she wasn't even the one who smacked your ass. And you but, she, but she's the one who broke his heart. And you know what's, really? what's worse than getting smacked? Getting your heart broken. My, my, Mike Tyson had a famous saying, everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face. Would you guys speak of if it was your partner? Absolutely. Yeah. Jeffrey. I, I, well, I'm nervous I, for Jeffrey's answer, Giles. I'm very confrontational, though, so. It's, like, it's not because I love you. It's because I have anger management issues. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, it depends on. Is it like me? I have, it's a lot of variables. It's a lot of variables because okay, that's too much. Said, that's, that's the answer. That's it, the well, answer. Listen, no, no, no. You want like, some funny being, shit, friend? Is it being said? And my partner did not hear it, did not see it, so I'm stepping in again. Can my partner defend themselves? Like, what is the? Because <laughs> listen, I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm not fighting. I'm too grown to be fighting. Who said you have to fight? Say, I said. I said react. You could just use your mouth. Oh, okay. Words yes. Yes. Happen. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. I guess I'm. I'm thinking too far. I'm thinking like physical. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Words. Oh, sure. No, yeah, we, yeah. We, got, we got bills, friend. I got a family. That, that's okay. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I'm not fighting nobody. I'm sorry. It's just... But you're not. Well, honestly, I've had people say, "Blue, I wish you would just hit him." Because what you said was like, he's not going to recover from that. I've had people say that it would have been preferable had I hit them. <laughs> um, so I'm not I'm I honestly feel like and it's, I'm being sincere people who feel too comfortable talking shit about me around you and I find out we're gonna have a problem I'm gonna create distance right because it has to be a thing of if we're cool and they're saying shit that's fucked up and unfair you sitting there for too long you become complacent at a certain point and that's not even romance being added into it you know what I mean and also too there's a way to vent about somebody without lying on them we all know if we have a friend that's loud and somebody complains can you believe that loud ass bitch we're like well that's my friend but she can't be loud (laughs) right but if someone is like slandering someone's character in a way that you know is not true or fair. Oh yeah, I'm gonna step in. I'm like, yeah, that's my friend. You know what like, I mean? If I, if I know that shit to be true, I'm like, I'm just gonna be like, don't <laughs> talk about them because they can't defend themselves. Exactly. <laughs> they're not, here to defend themselves. <laughs> they're not if I, here. If I know that shit is true. Now, if I know it's a blatant lie, then that's when I'm gonna go to bat. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, one of the things, I think one of my toxic traits is I know a lot more dirt on people than I ever feel the need to share i think it, maybe it's a journalistic thing where i'm just used to having a certain level of decorum like lou you and jeff there's somebody that i complain to y'all about the way i complain was a two there are things that have happened some of them illegal that are a 10 never <laughs> mentioned when i was when i was venting about this person right because i was like i would just keep it localized right mm-hmm. so for me i just feel like when you are upset with someone there's a way to vent without taking it all the way to the skeletons in the closet and people having to make calls to the fbi <laughs> and so if I'm dating someone and they don't defend me, you don't like me enough if you don't get upset when people talk shit about me. I agree mm. completely. And there's also a meme that my good old co-host Jason Lee posted where someone said, if we go on a first date and you are not thinking about me and blushing and getting excited when I call you afterwards, you don't like me enough. I don't want a second date. Do we agree with that statement, guys? Oh, yeah. From a first date, yeah. It should be. It should be blushing and waiting. Look at us being being like, cocky. I agree. I know it's probably problematic, but I agree. I need you, know, you to be a little really, obsessed. I'm actually there right now. Ooh. But it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. <laughs> well, we're back to this week's uh, episode of Jeff Doesn't Believe in Love. And in this, in this oh, segment. No. <laughs> uh-uh, it ain't I don't believe in love. It's just... I, I had a whole honey. Fairy the people tale. have spoken. You're jaded. The, baby, the, the I had, comments. I had a whole, no, I had a whole fairy tale. I've... Build out a love story in 45 minutes, but in all of an hour, it got crushed. 
<laughs> oh wow i want you to like talk to your god and process how much of that you want to share for when we circle back um lulu because we are going to circle back i want to hear the scene on that <laughs> Me too. Uh, how about you do you need them to be a little obsessed um after the first date and have butterflies completely like i need you to be like think i'm the one like neo like that's what you need we're to toxic do. trios i thought you guys were gonna be like no blue love is just a chemical reaction and it's not that okay i'm happy that we're all of one accord yeah i mean what's the point Right? Like, oh. it's not fun at that point if you're not feeling a little obsessed at the beginning. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days In, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Oh yeah, he's supposed to be feeling like I just want to see you. I can't stop thinking about you. Like, where we plan a little mini dates and daytime dates and all that other stuff in here. Yeah, it's supposed to be like that. Yeah, I actually. Do you guys believe that friend crushes are a thing? Yes. Which mean? Well, I realized the thing you just described as you were talking about people spending time with you, getting excited, and already thinking about what comes next and whatever. A lot of people who want to be my friend do that. <laughs> Like, we'll hang out one time, and they're, like, oh, immediately start DMing me, like, oh, the next time, I've already found these three other restaurants that I want us to try. And I'm, like, I think people have friend crushes on me a lot. <laughs> What's wrong with that? No, I, friend crushes on me a lot, too. Yeah, and it was just, like, and I and I actually remember, and I, it's so funny. You can tell who I like back, because I let them around me without knowing what's happening. God, I'd be confused a lot, guys. I know people think I'm wise, but in my real life, <laughs> that's when me being a little autistic comes through, because my social cues over the head. And I remember one time, I was hanging out with Lulu, and we were having so much fun, and when she was about to leave, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. She had sobered up. I had not, because Lulu can hold <laughs> alcohol better than I can, and the galaxy lights are on, and we had been laughing about something stupid for like three hours. Jeffrey, you've been to my house. You know what it's like. Mm-hmm. I put on galaxy lights and get y'all high, and we have a great time. And as she's leaving, I was like, Lulu, you keep coming over here on Wednesdays. Why? And she was like, because I'm trying to be your friend. And I was like, oh, my God, friends. <laughs> Bitch, I'm making friends. Oh, my God. This was so- We're making friends. Like, and I was so excited. Like, oh, my God, we are. And then I started, I started being more like, hey, friend. What's he doing next to me? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm such a goober, guys. People don't realize how innocent I really am when I'm not talking about politics. And so I'm awkward about making friends like that, like having friendships. And so when I realize somebody has a friendship crush on me, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cute. But it's not sexual. Do you guys think we give enough credence to platonic love instead of just romantic love all the time? I do. Like, I love my friends. I'm one of the... 
I've never been one of those people that um, the no new friends, I keep my circle small. I love meeting people, but specifically good people. Like, oh my God, I just love having community around me and just meeting new people and friends that are just like open, honest, and just, just upfront, you know? We're both Gemini rising. That's one of the things I like about you is because there's an openness that I have that people are like, nah, bitch, we too old for that. And that you still have it. <laughs> so I'm excited. And then Lulu's like, you're a friendship. So yeah, that explains why you and I get along so well because I met Lulu through you and immediately felt comfortable being her friend because I know that you love the way that I do. How about you, Lulu? What do you think about friends and platonic relationships? Do you think we need to give them more airtime or do you think, nah, nah my man, my man, my man, my man, my man, my man? No, I think, I think that it's, it's, it is something that people don't talk about as much. And I was actually having a conversation with one of my homegirls because we were talking about like she's dating this guy who has like a, a lot of things that she likes, but there's just like a couple things she doesn't. And I was like, but you could just get that from friends. Like maybe he don't like to watch Housewives, but you could watch it with Jeff. Like, <laughs> so, like a whole marathon. Pick a scenario. <laughs> You get like different things from different people. And so you're, I don't think that you could find everything in one partner, whether that's a boyfriend or a friendship either, because I have specific friends for specific things. So, like, literally, yeah. me and Lutasha, I would literally go to Lutasha's house when she lived in Koreatown. <laughs> I would just, my, the floor or the sofa, it don't matter. I, I'm randomly like laying on a floor, a good floor with a nice carpet, though, not like hardwood floor, but like a good carpet. And Lou had a good mm-hmm. carpet. I was, we just lay there and put Chopped on and just the episodes just go, 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 go. And we would just be laying there, like, just doing nothing, watching Chopped, talking shit, like, like we are Michelin star chefs ourselves. Right, <laughs> right like, mm, this, that crudite palette doesn't look right. It's not fresh. This is also before we start cooking, like, look, mm, he tried to make a risotto. Mm-mm, it ain't right. gonna happen. Why, why are you gonna do lentils again? He only why got two lentils. Let me tell you, I, I've been banned from using the term amuse bouche anymore because I watch too much <laughs> Top Chef they're like bitch if you talk French one more time it's fries okay it's not in the movie it's a small order of fries I remember there was, there was an episode where Jeff and I watched that and Lulu did you I watched this with you the Kentucky fr- no the Popeye's chicken review when Popeye's first got oh. to the UK and Victor oh. this really chocolate handsome UK a comedian influencer he did a review of Popeye's that was so Keith Lee. Jeffrey, do you want this man to help you or not? <laughs> do you want Keith Lee to help you or not? You see that? You just fumble the back, friend. But no, it's like part, it's part of my plan because I'm talking shit. That's what he really gonna come try my food. So he can come <laughs> try your seafood. That's fine. So this is guy named Victor, and he the the UK population had never had Popeyes, but because of Beyonce, they were waiting on it. He made Popeyes look so sexually good. Jeffrey and I ordered fifty dollars worth of food <laughs> in the middle of the okay. episode, and we destroyed that chicken. And then the next day, he said. Guess why I'm ordering Popeyes again? Because that damn video is still in my soul. <laughs> it was truly like I'm. I'm sorry, Keith Lee don't sell me on wanting to try a restaurant. That video we saw, Victor, it made literally. I think I ate Popeyes two more days after that. Like I did too. I had a whole like my face was getting greasy. Like Popeyes had me in a chokehold because of Victor's video. At one point, he took the skin off the extra crispy and wrapped it around some made fries. A, made a skin wrap. He made, he made a, a whole skin, skin wrap. <laughs> and mind you, okay, Jeffrey. To be fair, the the edible and the galaxy lights were also in effect. I'm seeing a pattern here when people come up my house. Still no, because Blue Dean, I played that video for somebody else. I played. Oh, Lou, I played for Charles. Y'all both know Charles. And we then we Charles. ordered Popeyes. Yes, we ordered Popeyes. Like, listen, Victor Look, he did needs his to job. a raise. Like, he's an influencer. We were influenced. Okay. What's, his, what's his name? 
Victor, V-I-K-T-O-R. We're, we're going to find him. You know what? We're going to probably tag him in the description of this episode because I love Victor. Victor is very chocolate in a sexual way. Like his skin has is poreless. Imagine unblemished chocolate. He now has a modeling contract, Jeff. I forgot to tell think, you. Think little Kim on Ebony magazine cover for the 50 years of hip hop. Wait, what? Wait no a pores. Minute. Oh, no, no pores. pores. I'm like, she was a chocolate? Little Kim no, would burn like, her house no down pores. if she Filter thought that down. you were calling her chocolate. You meant no pores. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Little Kim has been chocolate since 94. No, mm. Victor is handsome and, and charming and hilarious and he now has a, a modeling contract and is an international superstar but for Jeff and I, it started off with him at Popeye's. You know what? The thing about Victor and influencers who are used like that is that they're using their platforms, right? Because we talk, we, we talk about platform and how we have a responsibility. And so it's funny because when I read the comments about Jeff and, and I was like, this is so funny. I think because Jeff and Lulu and I are talking, all three of us forgetting that they're strangers who are watching <laughs> this. Jeffrey, there are people who also agree with you. I, I want you to know that, that there was some, I'm not sure if you wanted them to agree with you or not. You might, might want to check what they were on January 6th, but like <laughs> it was one of those things where I realized your platform is so important because you never know who's watching. And one person, who got in trouble for using their platform incorrectly. Love that segue. DJ Envy. Have you guys heard this story? I'm going to queue it. If you haven't, I've already, I'm going to queue it up for the audience. But have you heard about what's <laughs> happening with DJ Envy? No. no. What happened? Well, DJ Envy is the Breakfast Club co-host along with Charlemagne. We know that Charlemagne, DJ Envy, and Angela Yee were hosts for many, many years when Super Viral had become a household name. And Angela left and they've been auditioning different people. In the interim of all those moving pieces, DJ Envy has this... Um, guy who's the, he's done business with and this guy is a real estate mogul and so he's been coming on his show saying yo dj envy made millions working with me you should work with me x y and z well this man is now being indicted for doing a ponzi oh. scheme <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm sorry i'm laughing because of lulu state the the feds are involved <laughs> dj envy is in several civil suits um but uh, dj envy's not in the real estate agent but on behalf DJ of people envy and british like, why do select? Why do y'all do crime when y'all in the <laughs> public eye? DJ and oh, and by the way, the hot ninety, the hot. What is it? What is the not hot ninety seven? Um, hot one hundred seven. Hot something. Sorry, New York. Yeah. We apologize. We we live in L A. The station is now. I think the feds came to like take their files. When Popo come to your job to pick up the correspondences and the emails, don't do crime when you are a public figure. But, but here's the thing, though. They're saying that DJ Envy's biggest crime was not vetting him. DJ Envy is claiming that he was just shouting out his boy and doing business with him, but didn't know that his boy was a crook. So the question is whether you were part of the scam, scam or not, wink, wink, because Envy, that's a hell of a story. Um, whether you're part of the scam or not, are you responsible when you bring your home? Like, imagine I said, oh, my God, Jeffrey's seafood mac and cheese is amazing. And then, Jeffrey, you start shipping it out like pink sauce and people get sick. Hmm. Hey, should I be held culpable for that? For, because they would have never bought your mac and cheese if they didn't trust me first. Uh, yeah, no. I, if you honestly had my seafood mac and cheese, and it actually isn't, which it is amazing. Uh, but, it you is. know, you gave your honest review about it being amazing. But you don't know I'm in here using... <laughs> Expired <laughs> milk. <laughs> right. <laughs> Imitation crab and shit. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, then that's that's very different. Because maybe for you, like Cardi B calling into the restaurant, I use premium crab and premium shrimp. However, for these gen pop people, we use it. <laughs> <laughs> What's about to expire, y'all? Let's throw it in there. <laughs> like that's what we Right. Doing. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna look up DJ Envy how much I think it was like four hundred million dollars, guys. 
Sheesh. So this was real estate or what? Yeah, it was real estate scam. He was basically doing a Ponzi scheme where the people, 12 different oh. people were, were buying into the same house and didn't realize it. I the ignored same property. it. I saw something about him talking about because he only takes like real estate or some advice from like Fabulous, right? Didn't mm-hmm. you say something like that? Yeah. So I didn't pay. I just heard that part. And I, I immediately thought it was stupid, which is why I kept going. He Well, he got hundreds of people. Like there are people who put in uh, as low as 150K, as high as several millions. And there's about a couple hundred millions of dollars have been scammed overall. And when the, uh, when the police went looking through the young man, uh, maybe you want to look at, I'm scared that I'm going to lose the page that I'm on. But the guy who um, is doing the, the the scam with him, actually, I have it right here. He is a, a, a plus size gentleman. We don't body shame on the show. Um, pe- some people say because he's small and built like a, they say he's built like a penguin, guys. I don't want to, I want, I don't want to body shame. I'm just reading a quote. His name is Caesar. <laughs> And because Caesar's shaped like a penguin, they were making fun of the fact that when they were looking over what he used the embezzled funds for, it was like Jack in the Box, uh, Chuck E. Cheese, Domino's, um, in and out. <laughs> he was just eating his one. Mm. I don't want to laugh because that's just fucked up. <laughs> so, like, that just speaks to me of somebody in pain. If I'm doing a Ponzi scheme, embezzling millions, and I'm eating my feelings, that sounds like <laughs> guilt to me. No, I'm saying it as somebody who should have eaten. We're going to hell. Don't don't, don't do crime. Like it, it, oh. Jeff, don't, you can I keep saying don't do crime. We get it. Don't if you don't do the crime, if you can't do the time. Jeffrey, like, we've all done he, crimes. Everybody I, on this fucking life is at the crime. Okay, I'm I, not he probably did. He might not and have I, known I, I that it was what a, has a jail scene. penalty versus. A slap That's on hilarious. The wrist. <laughs> I feel like we've all broken the law in each other's presence. But go ahead, friend. I feel oh, like on. he probably didn't know initially that it was a Ponzi scheme or else he wouldn't be on national radio broadcasting it. But they got away with it for a long time. People are bold and stupid sometimes. People get you know greedy. It's back. Hey, it's greed. It's literally greed. Like you get away with something British. I'm sorry. Cause that's the latest thing I saw a British from back. Some people who she is uh, bring, bring up the audience on who British is so she, they can get caught British, up. British. I can't think of her last name, but she's a basketball wife, former basketball wife cast member. And she was, I know when the last time I watched the show was like two years ago, but that's when the charges were happening and she was going to court for it. What were the well, charges? All kind of like fraud and fraud like, and embezzling funds, PP fake checks, embezzlement. Yeah. But then come to find out she had gotten, I don't know, like hit or some sort of a warning a while ago. Oh, I saw that. You guys, there's a reality show from one of the, the Wives franchises. Her name is British, and she's about 33 years old from what I remember. She was doing uh, like, like she filed like nine PPP loans, and two of them went through. Um, She was doing embezzling. She was depositing other people's checks and doing yes. wire fraud, and they actually talked to her in 2016 and interviewed yes. her. The FBI interviewed her in 2016 and sis kept going. Like, <laughs> the minute got, the FBI got, says my name out listen, loud in the hallway, I'm going back to Haiti. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be scared. For all intent and purposes, that first time you got away with it. That was your warning. You look, you got away the with FBI. it. FBI. But you gonna keep doing it. It's greed. It's like because you got away with it, and you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna try to do it better. I put secrets always come out. I don't care what it is. They always have a way of coming out. You might get away with it for twenty. 25 years but guess what now R. bill Kelly. cosby is bill cosby. plus years old and in jail uh what's the the white um producer um harvey weinstein yeah getting away with all of it now in like it always catches up and now british you even if you die years. even if you, you're dead we didn't find that that gandhi was a, a racist pig until he was dead now when people say be as nice as gandhi no gandhi hated black people guys by the way PSA. And, and gandhi now, hated black people please look it up yes, how did they go. find that oh. well, gandhi 
Yeah. Oh, a quick history lesson, says Lulu, because you guys are always looking for a reason to nerd out. Well, Mahatma Gandhi was known for his peaceful efforts for Indian people. Back then, we didn't have the nuance of understanding that Blacks and Indians and everybody else are not interchangeable, right? So they're like, oh, he was nice to the Indians. He must have been nice to everybody. Lies. Gandhi actually went to South Native Africa. Americans. Yeah. No, actual people from India. Uh, oh. Jesus Christ. Gandhi is not Native American. Jeffrey, now you're going <laughs> to be the problematic limbo. Do you see? <laughs> you're going to be the problematic limbo. Jeffrey doesn't know geography. He doesn't oh know. He no, he's literally all I heard was you say Indian, and I'm like, wait a minute, we can't say that no more. And Gandhi, <laughs> yes, like actual India. <laughs> so Gandhi was Indian, and he was known as being an Indian peacemaker. When he went to South Africa, when black people hear Gandhi went to South Africa, they're like, this man with peace must have been meeting with Mandela because he's black. And you know, what? no, what actually happened is the in, there was a caste system in South Africa, so, you know, called apartheid. Gandhi was telling the government, hey. I know it's the whites versus the blacks and anybody who looks black is considered black. But check it though. Indians, we actually have Aryan blood. So could you please consider us white so we can get together against the savage raw uh, black people? And he used other words like monkey. So he was literally trying to do an Aryan nation collaboration with the apartheid folks on the white side in South Africa so that Indian people, despite being dark skinned, would be considered white and Aryan and they could cohort with white folks against black people in africa gandhi hated black people so much that he made it his job to try to make them have even less rights than they already had <laughs> while saying that indians are white i know indians my color so that's awkward you know so yeah that's how we, we got the rail but i need you guys to know please stop quoting gandhi for peace that- whoever his publicist is needs a, a Nobel peace prize because how did you get a hateful person to suddenly be known for love when he was not known for yeah. marketing <laughs> back to marketing so that's why you need is good marketing it really is so what we're saying is do we think that uh dj envy should go to jail or get in get in trouble for being the reason why caesar was able to get 400 million because caesar i'm sorry if you've seen videos of him he's not compelling enough i wouldn't even um buy socks from that man on the subway <laughs> oh my god uh, i'm being i'm being honest my life just fell down because god don't like when i'm like sorry god go, i go mean ahead. it's just like yeah i just like if you had knowledge of it and you're doing this then yeah if you were stupid enough to go on your nationally publicly syndicated radio show and talk about that then you know hey the feds should be knocking at your door but if he honestly had no clue what in the hell was going on isn't that reckless endangerment though if you if you're not doing your due diligence and it's causing harm isn't that reckless i should have been a lawyer there. 400 million dollars friends getting other people to buy into it yes that's like a timeshare no no well here's the thing they didn't know what actually happened with the timeshare they thought they were actually buying property they didn't yeah. they thought that they were they were investing in a not a, a timeshare but thing but that they were actually part of a building going up or, and part of the community and they're going to be a co-owner in a, in a high rise that's right very and so did did envy also think he was going to be a partner he, what he was selling to people is that what he believed or was he selling well, that's for that's for the prosecutor to, to determine <laughs> <laughs> i can't yeah. answer that question Frank. yeah that's, that's the yeah. case <laughs> Yeah. I mean, in Hot 90s, I mean, the Hot 90s, I keep on calling it Hot 97. I miss Wendy Williams. Can we just have a moment? I think that's why Aww. I keep on mentioning that. I, I love Wendy Williams so much, and it makes me sad. Whenever I see there's somebody on Twitter who always imitates her in their tweets, and whenever I read it, I, she'll, like, say somebody's name and misspell it. And they're like, Suzanne, you like my skirt? You know how Wendy was. She had ADD, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every time I read those texts, I get really sad. Like, oh, I miss her. No no disrespect to Sherry. Um, Jeffrey, I know you love Sherry Shepard. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love Sherry. I don't think it has nothing to do with Sherry. It's just you know Wendy there is no there is no wendy so so the the court has decided that dj envy needs to go to jail yes i think that's what i'm seeing he's gonna go to jail? He knew, yeah. damn um I mean, 
There is also a, a very interesting thing that's happening now with Jay Z and his daughter. He's suddenly talking a lot more. Um, I don't know. Blue or with Rumi? Oh, he doesn't. I have, I have yet to hear her say her name. I mean, has Jay Z ever said Rumi? Has he ever said his? I'm not even being funny. I'm not even sure. No, he did. I saw a video where he said he named the Harumi because that's him and Beyonce's favorite poet. She's one of my favorite poets too. I also love Pablo Neruda. And um, then he said Sir because there's something distinguished about having to call a black man Sir. And so he wanted to always make sure people would have to call his son, sir. That's kind of fly, guys. I'm sorry. It is. Isn't the singer, sir? That's his real name, too, right? I th- well, he puts it, sir, like an acronym, S.I.R. So I'm not sure. Maybe it isn't. He was just doing the, the dots to be fun. I, th- I think he is, because I feel like he was on, actually, on The Breakfast Club, and Charlemagne was, like, trying to laugh at him. And he was like, no, my grandmother named me that on purpose. Oh, that's like, beautiful. To, he's like, you can address me as sir. I, I love that. I, I love names like that. I used to always think about calling my, my son Joaquin. And, and then I realized, Blue, uh, your government name is already Spanish as hell. <laughs> Do not <laughs> give you When people hear my government name, they start like, oh, so you're Cuban. <laughs> like, <laughs> we know the Haitian part because of the way you talk, but like your name, you guys want to hear, you guys have heard my government name, right? What is mm-hmm. it? Maya Manuela. Don't, first of all, that was racism. <laughs> Jeffrey made his tongue go lazy and went, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I, that's how I've heard you say it. <clears throat> Jeffrey, you are our problematic king. <laughs> I want to send y'all a screenshot. Jeffrey's dangerous. <laughs> Yo, I cackled so hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> That's how Jeffrey. you say it. No, Jeffrey, that's not <laughs> say it by yourself. Say it, Jeffrey. Say it. Go to, Latin Americans are gonna kick your ass. I ain't doing that again. I tried <laughs> my best. Because <laughs> you know what you did. You guys are oh thank you for the laugh. My name is Marie Emanuela. Oh. That's my first name. <laughs> Give me the whole thing. Marie Emanuela Talusma. That's cute. Lulu, I didn't see you attempt it. Mm-mm. <laughs> my Emanuela, can you guys imagine having to call me Emanuela? My nickname was Emanuela. Can you, can you guys say my, my nickname? That's, that's the half of it. Well, it's, it's off of the first time you saying it. If we had grown up in grade I've said together, it six I times, friend. To, I would be okay. able to, you know, say it. You know? Say A. A. Oh, like A? Yeah, say A. A. Man. Man. Wella. Wella. Emanuela. There we go. Now, 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 in front of it, say the word Marie in French, because my mother was very adamant that that my name is not Marie. Marie before Emanuela. Yes. Marie Marie Emanuela. Marie Emanuela. Marie Emanuela. Emanuela. That's why they started calling me blue guys. They were like, look, bitch. What's wrong with Marie Emanuela? Oh. (laughs) Jeffrey, I feel like you started speaking French. Huh? <laughs> say it again. What's wrong with what now? Say I know I said was no. I I get. I say. I mean, don't wrong. I love blue. Blue is that's. It's also unique. But what's wrong uh-huh. with your uh, God given name? Try it. What's my God? What's my God given name? Maria Manuela. You Lulu. Look at that brave. God favors the brave. <laughs> Maria Manuela. Jeffrey, you looking ways like I'm going to forget you're there. <laughs> Jeffrey likes to deflect. Moving. He's like, oh, I'm going to pretend my mic fell over. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> you guys, when you have an ethnic name, it really is kind of tough. And when people started calling me Blue, I was so depressed about it because Blue wasn't even my favorite color. <laughs> like I was like, I don't even like How did they color. come up with Blue? Or who came up with it? Um, When I was, like, 18, I was going through a little bit of a depression 
and I was walking to uh, Circuit City through the mall because, you know, retail therapy was my thing back then. And oh, I went to the City. mall. Yeah, I know Circuit City. We haven't heard that in a while. They still open? Do they shut exist? down? No. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. So this is the, the 1900s, guys. In the 1900s, when I went to Circuit <laughs> City, because I had to walk through there for the mall, they had a bunch of printers that were lined up that were supposed to make pictures of really vibrant things to show you how great the ink was. So they had really red roses and really green grass. And the last picture was a, a brown tree trunk with hundreds of electric blue butterflies flying out of it. And I looked at the picture and I smiled. And I realized it was the first time I had smiled in months. It was a beautiful picture. So I took it. I don't believe it's stealing if it's free, guys. It was just a demo picture. <laughs> I still have it somewhere in my house. Fix your face, Jeffrey, okay? So I took the picture. Don't and confess I st- the crimes I st- when you're a public figure. It's, it's a piece of paper. <laughs> it's a piece of paper in a printer. So I took the picture, and the next day I was starting a new job, and I put it up in my cubicle. And they were like, what's your name? I'm like, my Emanuela. I was like, you can call me Emanuela for short. They're like, sure. This is in Boston, guys. And so they kept walking past me. And one day I heard somebody talking by the walk, the, the thing. And they're like, the glue, the girl with the blue butterflies in her cubicle, she's so nice. And they kept on saying, the girl in the cubicle with the blue butterflies, the girl in the cubicle with the blue butterflies. And one day they were like, hey, Blue, can you come here real quick? And I was like, who the fuck is Blue? <laughs> and then I, there was a little thing called AOL and I needed to have a screen name. And I was doing AOL on my break. And I was trying to find a screen name. And I put Blue, blue Butterfly. And then I went online and people didn't want to say blue butterfly during chat rooms. And so they would call me blue. And literally six months later, I looked up and every single person, but my mama was calling me blue without my consent. And I I called my best friend and I cried. And I was like, I think they renamed me. Everybody keeps calling me blue because it's easier than Emanuela just because of the damn butterflies. And he was like, well, you've had a really rough couple of years. Maybe this is your chance to start over. And that day I became blue. I would never have picked it for myself. But it's crazy because my friend said, when you close your eyes and think of black, Jet black. When you close your eyes and think of red, it's usually maybe one shade of red. When you think of blue, everybody gets something different. Blue means different things to different people. And I think that applies for me because y'all be getting different sides of me. <laughs> Lulu, how did you get your nickname? Is this because your name's Lutasha or was it something that you would sing? Or how did you get your nickname from? I never uh, want to assume. Well, I, I have several nicknames. And it's funny because when... Natasha. When, <laughs> Natasha? Whatever people call me, uh, whatever they call me, it's like how I know like what stage of my life and like where I, I met them from. Exactly. But Lou, I think is just a shorter, like Lulu is just a shorter of Lou Tasha. And as somebody who also has an ethnic name. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. American names can be ethnic as well, guys. I have an ethnic name that people are, I feel like it's, it's spelled exactly how it sounds, but people it will is. look at it and be like Natasha Latisha, <laughs> Latusha, and I'm just like, there's not even an in in the whole. Wow, <laughs> I think people get overwhelmed when they can't remember names because Emanuela, of course, like people call me Amanda Fella and all types of crazy shit. But when I started <laughs> going by by Blue, the reason why you guys always hear me say my name is Blue like the color, people were like, why do you always say like the color? It's because one day I said my name is Blue. She heard ooh and had many options to choose from, right? <laughs> she, this bitch said, your name is Glue? And I said, yeah, so nobody's ever calling me Glue. I don't like that. I just, I've learned. <laughs> so I was like, my name is Glue like the color. <laughs> people hear what they want to hear because I am called Jeffrey. How do you mess up Jeffrey? Oh, nobody ever hears the E-R-Y. I literally always introduce myself as Jeffrey. Oh, Jeff. Oh, Jeff. That's I very familiar. That's very familiar. Because nobody in my household growing up, mom, cousins, grandparents, everybody, siblings, nobody calls me Jeff. My name is Jeffrey. They don't shorten my name at all. My name forever has been Jeffrey. The only time I've ever heard Jeff is outside of the house. 
to other people. So one, it's like, okay, this is a family identifier. <laughs> I know we family because <laughs> family calls me Jeffrey. And then over the, at first I used to just let people just, okay, yeah, that's what you call me. That's what you call me. But then I got to a point where I, I, I correct people all the time. They're like, oh, Jeff. No, my name is Jeffrey. No, my name is Jeffrey. Oh, do you prefer Jeff or Jeffrey? That's no, why you do that. The fir- Like the first time I met you, I remember somebody did that around you. And they were like, Jeff. And they were like, no. And they were like, Jeffrey. And I was like, wait a minute. But isn't Jeff Je- come from Jeffrey? And then I realized, no, he wants you to say his whole name. I thought it was because you didn't like people being familiar. No, because that's what I grew up with. Now, like, super close. Like, y'all, y'all, I've known y'all, and we're super close. So I don't I don't mind it. It's just the thing when I meet people, and they just immediately feel like that. Because I I'm have a firm stance, and people treat you the way you allow them to. So Absolutely. let's start with introductions. First off, you're not going to mispronounce my name. That me allowing you to slide by with mispronouncing my name, we're not doing that. My name is Jeffrey. Now, you can ask me, okay, Jeffrey, can I call you Jeff? I might be like, okay, sure, but you don't just assume, oh, Jeff, oh, Jeff. No, it's not my name. Sorry. My name is Jeffrey. And then when they spell it, I am very big. When I get emails, anything, I look at a person's name. I always look to make sure I spell it correctly. When I tell you nobody ever pays attention, my name is spelled E-R-Y. And that is one of the big, because I'm just like, you ain't even try. You get very, it's it's it's, it's so funny. What, the first time I ever saw you do like a stank eye roll, it was around your name. I was like, yeah, Jeffrey don't, doesn't, doesn't play about his, look at me, I stopped calling him Jeff. I don't feel comfortable anymore. Jeffrey, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm uncomfortable, Jeffrey. You made, you made the whole audience uncomfortable. The hate comments are going to edit them to say Jeffrey instead of Jeff is dangerous. Right. Jeffrey is dangerous. <laughs> and the thing is like, I do it with my clothes, like obviously around, and I know people will get confused because like people like y'all, my close friends will call me Jeff. But even when y'all introduce me to somebody, I'd be like, yeah, how you doing? Jeffrey, like, Shaking a hand, Jeffrey. I, no, I mean, I appreciate it. There's power in names, especially with Black people. And so even if I'm like, ooh, that's spicy, I'll never begrudge a Black person wanting to have space for their name because I honestly feel like my name, is, I love Blue, and I also recognize that Maggie and Manuela, there was a lot that came with that. And there are people who respond to me in a certain way. I never actually said this out loud. I don't think if I was still being called Emanuela, the amount of people who are willing to forget my race or my ethnicity would come into into play. You know what I mean? I often get mistaken as as American. People are often shocked that I'm an immigrant and that I came here and almost got deported like 17 times. I'm a real immigrant, y'all. And I feel mm-hmm. like when you have a name that is ethnic, um, there's beauty in that. There's also assumption baked into that. And because blue is gender neutral and Tulusma is uh, racially neutral, I've had I've been offered Asian um, scholarships in school. Because they thought I was Filipino. Like, they don't know what the fuck Tulusma is. You know what I mean? So when you have a name that has no gender and barely has a race, if even like, they know it's not white, but it barely has a race, there are some doors that I think are open to me because there's a neutrality that I'm walking into that I'm getting to benefit from that most Black women probably don't. I never thought about that, Lutasha. Like, to me, Lutasha is just a regular name, but I never thought about a white person here in Lutasha and going, oh, she going to have ba- bangles some people it's i've actually met a white lutasha and she was russian so and she we, we still are their names natasha and lutasha are both russian yeah, so we she, still are their names. she spelled it the, same, the exact same way so mm-hmm. like it was i was like oh huh well jay-z was gonna call the reason i brought this up is because jay-z is, was gonna call blue ivy brooklyn her original mm-hmm. name was brooklyn um because he always said if i had a daughter i would call her brooklyn brooklyn carter i mean that's actually bars right and mm-hmm. he said, because when she they were looking at the sonogram, it looked like a little blueberry. And so him and Beyonce were like, look at blueberry. And they got so used to calling her blueberry based on her sonogram. By the time it was time to name her, they're like, she's blue. She's not She's not Brooklyn. We've been calling her blue for nine months. And when they met her daughter, she was blue. And I also think that's interesting. Do you guys have a name that you, you heard you should have been called? 
instead of the name that you have? Because a lot of people always like, I was supposed to be called Larry, but they called me Cleophis. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, was told when I was born, I didn't have a name for like, I think seven, between seven and nine days. I didn't have a oh, name. Oh, shit. And, you know, they, oh had, they, they had nine months to prepare and ultimately... <laughs> ultimately just ended up naming me after my father so it's not even like i'm the first jeffrey i'm a junior <laughs> okay so so they, but, they said know, my my middle child syndrome will dissect another episode yeah they waited <laughs> they wait, wait they waited nine days just to give you the copy and paste that's wow that's i funny. think it was just like okay we actually have to name him legally like, back then they had a little more time before they signed the birth certificate not you push the baby out and you go home right after you know they had to you sat in the hospital for about a good week or so so I think it was just one of those things of what can we come up with? Well, I'm I'm not in my head. That was just nervousness. I, I in Haiti it's different. I think <laughs> I, I think my mother handed somebody something and my mother said she put me on layaway because you had to pay like two dollars. I don't know what that was in the eighties. You had to pay like two dollars to, to get your your, your it discharged. Yeah, they didn't have it. to get the baby out the hospital. <laughs> This is a this is a developing country that has been crippled by America and France. And so there was a two dollar toll to, back in the 80s, which is probably like ten dollars now to like discharge. And, and we, they didn't have it. So my uncle snuck out to go borrow money. So they basically put me on layaway. That's how broke my family was, guys. So when you see me being bougie, I need you to know bitch was put on layaway on inception. Jeffrey, one thing that you and I have in common that you might not know that I didn't realize we're both juniors. Oh, you're your mom. I am. I am. That's why I said you can't say Marie. My mother's name is Marie, and she was like, "No, I'm the French one. Your father's the fucking Spanish one." Like she gets very mad about that. So that's why Marie's in French, and Emanuela is in Spanish. That's my Haitian and my Cuban fighting in my name. So I'm Marie Junior, and my mom because she's been sick and I've been her proxy. Whenever they say what's your mother's name, I say Marie Telusma. They're like, "What's your Marie Telusma?" They're like, "No, no, what's your mother?" I say, "I know, babe. I am a junior." And then they literally (laughs) say, "Women can do that." Would you do you guys think it's I didn't think it was realized until I was in my 40s that I'm a female junior and that is special. <laughs> you guys think there's something conceited or kind of progressive about having female juniors? Why can only men do it? Well, are you going to put the I junior like on your on your name? No, that's I mean people are going to that's masculine. So I'd have to find like a feminine I mean it's 2023 what is masculine? You're right. The binary is fake. Uh, oh, there yeah. you go. So I don't need any of it. Just air. Marie Junior the <laughs> 3rd. How about you Lulu? Would you would you have a Lutasha uh junior i would love it i really like my name my i actually didn't have a name too like similar to oh. jeffrey because my parents thought i was going to be a boy and they were going to name me luther bradley oh, you my, know what <laughs> i don't know why that name. just gagged me luther <laughs> that's my you dad's know. name like and vandross my, yes yes like luther vandross that is amazing <laughs> you, you could be a luther i could, see I could totally be a luther yeah and my mom said she was like praying and praying because she hates that name and so she was like she had convinced her um, he had convinced her. He was like, "If we have a son, I want to name Luther. I want him to be because my dad is a junior. He was going to be Luther probably the third. And when I came out and I was a girl, she said she was like, "Yes." <laughs> so all three of us are juniors, Lulu and Spirit. <laughs> and uh, I was on layaway. Y'all names were on layaway. Look at that, three layaway juniors. And you know what's funny? Like when I was in college, I played volleyball in college. And one time I was like hitting the ball and my teammates were like, oh, you hit the ball like a man. So your name need to be Luther Bradley anyways. And so <gasps> a lot of my college teammates called me Luther. <laughs> oh, shit. Lulu. Okay. Wow. My favorite version of Lulu. Because yeah, we call her Lou, call Lulu, like call Lutasha and everything. But my favorite but Luther? is uh, one of our one of our mutual friends, though, because she says it and, like her voice is just very light and angelic. But Leslie, the way she calls like. 
Tosh. Tosh. I love like when Leslie said it's just I love that like I can't pull it off, so that's why I call her Lou or Lulu. But mm-hmm. Leslie's I was like, Tosh. Tosh. It, it just sounds so light and cute when she says it. What's that yeah. thing that the people in New Orleans always say that makes me tingle on the inside? Baby? baby. Baby. Oh, baby. When people oh my god, I could not I'd be a hoe in New Orleans. When people in New Orleans say baby, I literally like my brain oozes out of my ears. Oh my god, it makes it 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 does something to me. And I never thought that I would think a southern accent would do something to me, but there's something kind of special about that. Um there that accent is very special because I remember when I was in college, there was a girl, she was from New Iberia, Louisiana, so like more of the sticks, and that accent was thick. Because I thought it was a different country. I thought it was a different country. It doesn't even sound like a southern. It's accent. like leftover gum- gumbo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a fun fact. Whenever I meet someone from New Orleans who says they're Creole, you know, I'm always looking for my cousins. So I'm always doing history lessons. Like, who else am I related to? Right? Because they ain't it. And it's, I saw somewhere that when the the Haitian Revolution happened, ten thousand Haitians fled Haiti to move to Louisiana. There were only ten thousand people in Louisiana to begin with. They literally, the Haitians literally doubled the population. So when people talk about being Creole, Beyonce part Haitian, y'all. That's what, break a story. Hit the mic. Beyonce is part Haitian. Okay, I don't care if it's distorted. So yeah, so y'all don't realize that a lot of times people say that they're Creole. That's the the black part of Creole is all the Haitians that fled. Yeah. So so it's interesting when I think about the culture. I think, honestly, it's, it feels very French down there. Like the language almost t- sounds like they are Southern people trying to talk French, right? Like it feels mm-hmm. like Southern French gumbo. I just know they're sexy when they talk. So your name should have been Luther. Jeffrey, do you know what your name should have been? It oh, you were, you one. didn't have one. My bad. My name was supposed <laughs> to be Rachelle. Ooh. It's Rochelle in English. My mother is, refuses for me to say my name without an accent. It's Rochelle. <laughs> uh, do you guys think I would have been a better Rochelle? I could see it. Where did that come from? Was that a family too. name or? No, my mother just liked the name Rochelle. And she said one of the reasons when she knew that I was a little witchy. We don't talk about it, but she just goes like this with her fingers and me witchy. She knew I was a little little like this because when I was um, seven years old, I started uh, writing short stories about a girl named Rochelle. And my mother was, was like, who's Rochelle? And I was like, me. And she dropped the coffee. She dropped the coffee a lot in my childhood. I was, I would give her messages from the dead and shit. If you guys want to sign for readings, I've been like this since I was five. But no, like seriously, like I would have a dreams about a little girl named Rochelle. And I, her name was Rochelle Murphy. And she had a boyfriend named Eric. I was a little horny little kid. Maybe that's, and, maybe that's your little girl you were having dreams about. Well, that's spooky. Jeffrey, don't do, oh, it is the day for Halloween. <laughs> I do have a spirit baby. I've been told. Do you guys believe in spirit babies? How babies choose their, their parents or their families? What does that mean? I was going to say, I ain't never heard of that. A spirit baby, from what I've heard, is a child who was who is connected to you but hasn't been born yet. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So no, not a- at all. I do not like children, <laughs> so I have none connected, tethered in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Nope. You can't even have a spirit baby? Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> Lulu, do you think I, I know? I know I have a spirit baby because mine be coming to see me. Hit <laughs> it, Lulu. Do you? It's either it's either a, a girl or a very sensitive young man. He might be part of the the community. It's very feminine <laughs> energy. I'm not. I'm just saying. If my if my baby's a boy, we're gonna have to be at the parades. Um, hit it, Lulu. Do you do you think you might have a spirit baby? I don't think so. Mm-mm. You guys are really team fuck them kids, huh? Ain't no dreams of fish over here. Oh, wow. I know. I actually have a friend who was like, I'm dating somebody new. I was like, yes, girl. She's like, this person has three kids. I was like, oh, girl. Um, And and we were talking about it like, oh, three kids. That's a lot of kids. Like, you just kept going. But then I thought at at our big age, if we don't want to have kids, isn't it like a like a cheat meal to date somebody with children so that you never have to worry about that conversation being an issue? 
And you could just be a, a Mima like me. Well, not everybody wants to be a Mima child. That's, a, uh, that's way back to Dale. I'm, I'm just like, hmm, I don't I love know this if I... Ew, what, ew. I, I don't know if I can date somebody. It's because you're still a child yourself, Jeffrey. That's what you're saying. You're a child yourself. You don't want to compete. It's not that the they children. have to be. They have to be at least age nine. Oh like, my god! Yeah, I can't do babies. I'm not. Mm-mm. I don't blame you. Like, there's so much work, so much energy, yeah. like expensive. You guys, I saw a video um, of a, a woman who was talking about how she got pregnant at 46. I dropped my phone. I mean, Janet they had that baby at fifty. Janet, Janet had tubes and stuff. She that wasn't that was intentional. She like just lay down with a man and it happened. There was no in vitro. Listen, these bodies okay, ain't what man. they used to be back in the nineties and eighties, where forty was you ain't really carrying a baby. Like now, because we li- we know better, we treat our bodies better. Women are carrying babies at forty plus. Like my aunt had my cousin at like 43 i just feel guys hearing that made me stop in my tracks because i'm the kind of person who would have only three eggs left and on my 47th <laughs> birthday try to get some birthday sex like menopause where you at <laughs> like i i'm you guys both know me i'm exactly who that would be that exception and you like i had a friend who like went into the er because she thought she had cancer and she found out she was just pregnant <laughs> oh shit oh my god <laughs> are those similar symptoms like what do you mean <laughs> Wow. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. Wait a minute. This Not show has got off the anybody because it is still two days left in breast cancer awareness month. Oh, but... shit. We're going, we're going to hell. This show is how it ends. Okay. Oh, oh. But how did you? Mm, that reminds me of the time I went to the doctor because I, I had a fever and he did a, uh, he put the thermometer in my booty. Oh. And <laughs> to this day, I don't know if that was inappropriate. Like, I, I often wonder if I should have sued that doctor. But Lulu, how does cancer and pregnancy mimic each other? I don't know. This is I, She just told me she thought she had cancer and she ended up being pregnant because she didn't think she could get pregnant. So I think she was having, like, back cramps and, like, she was nauseous and it was oh, like, yeah, that... a, a bunch of weird stuff. So she thought she didn't think she was pregnant. I tried to convince a whole medical professional that I had meningitis Turns out I was just coming down from my mushrooms. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! We're going to hell! Oh my god! Dude, I had my friend Brad. He took me to the urgent care, <laughs> and I just knew my friend who shall remain remain nameless. I'll never forget what he said when Brad picked me up. You know, she tell him where you came from. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I just realized I think my edible hit. Uh oh! Welcome. <laughs> oh wait, she said welcome. Have a cocktail, which is now gone. All right, we didn't do the drinks today. I'm drinking uh, coconut water. Um, I don't, I don't have anything. I was in a rush. I was in a tizzy. Yeah, I'm drinking coconut water. That is you ain't coming up the label this time, boo. right? So to cover. Oh the label. shit! I'm covering up the label until y'all give me some money, like a, like a <laughs> ransom. Um, but no, like I had to. I'm happy I'm having coconut water because I do feel like my self care plummets a lot when I'm taking care of family. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so interesting. We're talking about fuck them kids. Let's also talk about <laughs> fuck <laughs> what fuck them relatives, right? Yikes. When I've had, to, you said yikes. There is a, a time in your in your in your life where you realize that some of your people in the family are just going to be an L on the tally yes. sheet, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I was I wasn't around long enough to have a tally sheet. So that's that's the thing about me being home lately is that I've been ignoring these niggas for twenty years. So now that I'm back, I'm like, <laughs> oh wow, this is who you became. Wow, okay, <laughs> didn't see that coming. That escalated quickly. And so because I'm meeting these strangers for the first time, right? As the prodigal son, they all think I'm Hollywood. They all think that because I live in LA, I must be rich. Like when I'm out with people in my family and something has a price, they don't does it have a price because I'm here, right? 
And so now that I'm realizing that there's family versus relatives, I'm, I think I'm late. Like is being in your early forties too late to find out that there's whole sections of your family that are probably dead to you. Like, did you guys find this out earlier? Am I late to the party? Cause I was the prodigal daughter. Wait, what, you, are, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, at what age did you realize that some people in your family were an L? Like, it's like we're we're relatives, but we're not family. Maybe I'm not behind. I mean, well, I grew up. My father he passed uh, when I was six years old. Oh, I'm so sorry I to hear that. Obviously, grew up much closer to my mom's side than yeah. I did my dad's side. You know, like. Uh, my my grandparents, my father's uh, parents, we always like we were regularly with them, um, and just their children. So my aunt, uncle, right there. But that full side of the family, I can't say I ever like just closely bonded and connected like I did with my mom's side of the family. So you said that the that whole side that whole side of the family is kind of like relatives, yeah, rather than family. But yeah, I can't. I don't know them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, do you see them at all? Oh, uh, well, not anymore. Not since I left. I left Chicago Heights when I was eighteen. This was back in two thousand. I graduated two thousand and four, and baby, saying I never looked back might be <laughs> an understatement. <laughs> an understatement. <laughs> yeah, you really never look back. Lulu, no. do you have any else in your family that you've accepted? Like this is just something I'm related to. Um, I mean, kind of like. I'm close with both sides of my family. Like, obviously, you know, more your mother. But as I got older, I've been getting closer with my cousins on my dad's side of the family. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, my grandmother is really mean, so I don't really fuck with her. I Ooh, love hearing stories one. about Lou's grandmother. Wow, yeah, Lou, <laughs> Lou, that's a big one. Lou, <laughs> right, Lou, 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 pause. You just did that whole thing. Like, no, everything is good. We love each other so much. Meemaw's a motherfucker, okay? <laughs> fuck Meemaw. <laughs> she was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's a big one? Grandma's a big one, Lulu. Yeah, I honestly think because I was the oldest cousin, and I when I left, I was... 21 22 and they were all like four like i left because one of my uncles just kept on popping out kids and then my other uncle started synchronizing with him i was like yeah i'm out because y'all are not gonna have me babysitting for the rest of my life <laughs> so i left all these infants and like young kids and thought okay when i come back as an adult and i've got my money and got my coin and figured out life we'll all be adults and we could all hang so i think i always had this image of my cousins and i always hanging and being friends in adulthood and i realized that my cousins are attached to uncles that I don't fuck with. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, if I don't talk to your daddy and you and I get along really well, I still might not see you at functions anymore because he's going to be talking in your ear. You know, I haven't had a family member do anything so egregious or hurtful where I just don't, like, I just don't talk to him. For me, it's yeah. more I don't talk to them because I don't know them. Like, I didn't grow yeah. up knowing them. I'm not close to them. But not like, oh, you, faith fuck the family. Like, it ain't none of that going on where it's like, okay. Faith fuck my family. Yes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, This yeah. is my first time. So, okay, so what you're saying is I'm not a late bloomer because you haven't had it yet. I honestly used to watch people get mad at family, have family beef, and, like, not be able to relate. Like, I'm mm. just like, I, I either don't know you or we cool. Like, there's no hatred. Like, this is the first time where I've been like, no. If, like, I told my family, don't invite me to his funeral. Yikes. Oh, wow. And I mean it. I mean it. Right? Because I, he is just someone who I don't think is a good person and has cost me in ways that I'm just now recognizing through my mm-hmm. mother. And I think I'm not used to that. I'm not used to having family beef. You know what's one thing that does cost family beef? I think the reason why my uncle has such disdain for me is because he thinks I might be queer. 
And I was like, really? We're still doing that in 2023? Like, we still? <laughs> when I found out that was the reason, I was like, you, you, you cannot be that basic. I almost was disappointed that it wasn't something sexier. Like, you know, I, I told his wife that he cheated on her or something, right? So I was like, well, that's it? That is boring. It was anticlimactic. And it's crazy because I keep forgetting that we're in a time that is not always LA. And there's someone right now who's having to deal with having to come out because not everywhere is LA. Dwight Howard has recently been accused um, in a sex scandal. Have you guys heard this story? Uh, Dwight uh, allegedly had an encounter with somebody he met online. The person went to his house. They were going to have same-sex relations. And then his boy jumped out the closet. And did not tell the poorest person that it was supposed to be a threesome. And so now Dwight has the the burden of having to decide, does he want to talk about the assault or the fact that he just got outed? I think it's definitely the assault is the... The, the assault is the thing, because I personally don't think nobody care who you're sleeping with. It's more like... You Dwight is acknowledged. At least the video. He's a big old football, basketball player. People do care a lot in sports, though. People, People care. The videos, People care in basketball. The videos I saw of him is acknowledging, oh, why do y'all care who I'm sleeping with? And it's like, Dwight, that's not the problem. This man is alleging assault against you. That's no, that's, the but that's stuff. why. The, the joke is the assault is so bad, it, put, it made him have to admit that he was gay because that's the lesser of two evils. Like, he's like, yo, if I, I have to say it's consensual and admit that I slept with him just so I don't get in trouble for assault. Yeah, I mean, well, to him, I'm, I mean, hey, I wasn't there. I don't know the full extent. I saw a couple of screenshots of text messages, but I don't know the full extent of how long the conversation's going and other things that might have been saying. Cause the, the person, never mind, I haven't seen everything, but it is like these allegations are showing clear signs of assault. Like, this is what you really need to address. Like, you stop jumped joking out about of the, a closet and said surprise. <laughs> how would y'all react if y'all were about to get down with somebody and a whole other nigga came through the door? So that's why I didn't read the text messages. Know, know, your, know your audience. You got to know your audience. Blue. Jeffrey said, I mean, what kind of? What kind of? <laughs> Jeffrey, we're going to hell. Oh my God. Shut, shut up, Jeff. Sounds like a party. Right? <laughs> what do you look like? Send me his Instagram. Right. You're like the Lord. more the merrier. Listen, <laughs> I mean, okay. Um, Lutasha, you were saying. I'm going to have to put like a trigger warning or something on this. Lulu, what was your answer? How would you feel if somebody jumped out the closet and said, surprise? I would not be happy about it. I doubt I would beat them up, but like, I don't really? think I would be pleased. I should think I would be somebody if, if I was butt naked and you just said the surprises. I think I might hit you. <laughs> <laughs> are they, are they ugly? Really <laughs> ugly? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my Sometimes god! Sometimes surprises can be great. <laughs> I, think oh, I'm, yeah. I think I'm going to call this episode "The Edible Just Hit" because I need <laughs> I need the audience to show all of us grace. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey still has questions. Jeffrey, I have a story that will make you and I sound kindred, but I'm not going to share it on here. I'm not that high, so we'll talk about it. But yeah, sometimes you wake up and you don't mind what's happening. Um, I think that it would be powerful for right to come out the closet formally. Say it one more time. I think it'd be. I think it would be really, really powerful for Dwight to come out. I, yeah. I think for to have a big old broad-backed black man, you know, who's a beast at the game and who's you don't nobody is messing with Dwight Howard's big ass. You know what I mean? So to have a hyper masculine black man come out in sports, I think that could be powerful. I think it's crazy to me how he's been doing these interviews and being mad when people are asking him if he's gay or not. I'm like, what did you think you were going to talk about when you came on here, sir? Yeah. We're trying to have homosexual threesomes. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's right. all relevant. Jeffrey, are you getting around? Say something so we know you're, you're with us. Because every time I say threesome, your eyes light up. 
Oh no! I'm just, again. I just why are we in these folks' bedrooms? And but again, cool, for me, it's the charges. bigger it's the bigger part of the assault charge. This was literally like for real. Like this guy was like, "No, I don't want to do this." Then that's really the big problem with it. But trust me, the things that I know happen in the bedrooms of men on men relations. That one person jumping out of the closet is light work. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Wow, that's toxic as hell. Would you guys want to know if your friend was um, uh, guilty of assault? Like, would, is that something that you'd want to know? Am a I being called to a testify? Lover. A friend. I, I mean, uh, if they actually were guilty of this, I think I'd want to know. Yeah, if I were, yeah. And why do we want to know? That's, uh, that's just a, it's not a rhetorical question. Because they try to assault me. <laughs> but also to go back to kind of go back to the earlier conversation i am one of those that i will stand up and you know say something to defend not just my partner but a friend like if somebody's talking bad about you or lulu and y'all are not there i'm that person and again because i know y'all that it sounds like some shit y'all might have done i ain't gonna throw hands but i'm like no this person did it in front of a, in front of an audience that didn't stop them yeah, yeah no but i'm just always like that person out here defend if i'm your friend I'm at least stop the conversation. Like, ah, come on. They're not here to defend themselves and not talk about it. Like, I'm going to say something if I'm your friend. Yeah. But if I know you actually are a assaulter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no, I had, a, I had a friend confide in me. Not actually confide. He wanted to say it, that when somebody that, that we knew had assaulted him and there was witnesses and all types of stuff. And it, I think when you're hearing it directly from the alleged victim, it's different. I think if it's to your point, Jeffrey, I do think that's very responsible. If it's third party, then it's like, ooh, I'm not sure because the game of telephone, you might have said assault when it was just somebody getting into an argument. You know what I mean? Like words can escalate sometimes as they go down the hill. But when it's the the actual victim saying it, um, there's something that I recognize in that moment. It, It really is a lot of mental gymnastics. Like how much do I, how credible is this person? How much do I know this to be true? And the person that he accused it of, it was interesting because the victim who was making the allegations is very credible, extremely incredible. I could not think of any, any, any incentive to lie, right? Because it's now a story that makes him look good. And then the person he was accusing, the allegations were actually making pieces that had never made sense suddenly make sense. So things were snapping into place for me like, oh, that's why this happened. That's why this happened. That's why this happened. So I think when you're hearing a victim who's credible and it actually makes things make more sense, it's easy to believe a victim. But if it was a victim saying something about you or Lulu that Jeff that was completely out of your character, I wonder how would it have been as easy for me to believe? Like what happens when a a, a victim is telling you shit that doesn't sound familiar at all? I listen, it have because sometimes it's the victim can be that credible person that you pointed out, but also sometimes the assaulter also can have, you know, credibility, you know, this is something they haven't done, but they also positions of power, like that's yeah. the whole thing within itself, too. Or do you guys, so do you have the same opinion where it depends on the credibility and the character? Or do you say that, like, you believe or don't believe or are skeptical at all costs? Because some people don't care in nuance. They're like, I always believe victims always. And I'm always like, no, I, I want to err on the side of caution. I also want to, like, have some critical thought. No, I definitely want to have critical thought because a lot of times people do just be saying stuff. Oh, so, shit. like, I mean, uh, seriously, and it, it makes it hard for people who are actual victims. Yeah, that's you know true. What I mean, so mm-hmm. I, I definitely take it with a grain of salt and like make sure that something is true for sure. I've learned not to give things names and to be specific. So if someone was to be like, so and so assaulted someone, I wouldn't say just assault. I would say, did you grab, grab them by the quote Trump? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
I want to say the act because people don't always think the same things are assault. True. Yeah. That's what I've learned the hard way. Cause I was watching this show by Michaela Cole called, uh, I may destroy you. And in one of the scenes, something happens and me and my friend, neither one of us thought that was assault. And so when, so when she like said, I've been assaulted, we had to check ourselves like, Oh shit, that's a form of assault. Oh my God. That's assault. Like we, we, we literally learned that this thing that we thought was normalized was actually a form of, technically a form of assault by watching a TV show. Well, tell well, us, say, give us the details then so we can know it's assault also. Oh, yeah, right. right let's, let me be responsible. Sorry, that didn't hit that hard. Uh, removing a, a condom after you've put it on is considered a form of assault because you are putting someone in harm's way and taking away their consent about safety. Mm. Mm. So somebody yeah. has it on and then halfway off, they slip it off and don't tell you and oh, go back yeah. in. That's actually considered a form of assault, and I did that's not know assault. that. That's that's illegal, though, isn't that like literally? A, that literally is illegal. Yeah, it, it, now I know that, but like back then, I think it was like two years ago. This was during the pandemic. No, three years ago. I, I don't know why it was a blind spot for me. I had never thought about I it. Literally, and I don't know why. I've been rewatching Scandal, mm-hmm. and I'm currently in season six, so I'm almost done. I can completely see where the show went off the rails. However, in season five, <laughs> there was an episode. There was an episode. Scandal should have been shut down after season four, but I know in season Ooh, five. Yeah. There was an episode, and I'm just sitting here watching it, you know, and everything. Because honestly, I only saw Scandal the one time in the original run. So rewatching it, it's so much stuff I've forgotten. And I'm like, oh, okay. But there's an episode of Scene 5 where the character, uh, Scott Foley character, Jake, is uh, talking to Olivia and goes in to kiss her. And she says no. And not like in a playful, oh, stop. Like, she says no. No. And he still comes in and just so- it's softly but comes in grabs her face and kisses her and yes, i was just sitting so. here and i was like that's sexual assault <laughs> like yeah it's because y'all because they started messing around in season two you know they've had a sexual history but i'm like just because you had a sexual history does not give you permission to every time do this she said no and i'm literally sitting here, i'm like we was watching this and we just that's that is assault. it's not romantic it's assault. she said no that was literally sexual assault but if she were to go to the you know police or reporter or something and say oh no he did this they're like well y'all used to hook up anyway that's your ex-boyfriend or whatever you know but i said no this one time so it does spousal, spousal rape is the hardest kind to prove people have a hard time yeah. realizing that your spouse can 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 assault you so yeah you're absolutely correct um, I, I do think a lot of the things we saw on TV back then were deeply problematic and or illegal. Back and, then, Scandal was less than a decade ago. <laughs> child, every, everything is 1999 to me. I'm sorry. Every, everything <laughs> is 2007. I'm stuck on 2007 and 1999. I don't know what happened in those two years. And, oh but no, seriously, a lot of those shows did not age well. And I do think that if Dwight Howard did assault someone, he should pay the time for it. Somebody said that this video allegedly of him on the court yanking people's penises. And I didn't have time to look it up. Oh but I'm gonna God. get look it up, guys. <laughs> so I know I'm being so serious. And so if that's the case and he's uh, like a, a known predator who's been doing this in any kind of capacity, I want him caught. I just don't want us to rush to throw him under the bus if this is just some messy lover scorn type stuff i do think due process is really important guys this episode i don't know if i should call it uh what should we call it um spirit babies or uh say my name <laughs> i don't i don't know what to call it we're gonna do a vote real quick on what to call it actually for those who are watching this so watching this long should this episode be called um spirit babies to say my name clearly by the time the episode comes out we're gonna have it out I was gonna say it's gonna have a name <laughs> it's gonna have a name already you guys you have any plans since i'm stuck in boston a little bit longer than i expected all my uh halloween plans have been canceled um do you guys have any plans for the upcoming holiday because it's gonna be halloween when this drops 
I will be working. I will be downtown LA at Harbor House. Feel free to come check us out. We got karaoke from 8 till 11. So we're doing costumes and karaoke. Again, by the time you see this tomorrow, it might be 8 o'clock. But if you see it in advance, come on down. I love that. How about you, Lulu? Well, I'm going to be at Jeff's thing doing karaoke and costumes. So, <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to be there. Why don't y'all tell me? <laughs> <laughs> but you've been before. You've seen the space. It's so beautiful, right? Oh, yeah, I've seen this place. It's beautiful. It's really nice. Um, you guys, I'm going to be um, in Boston getting my hair braided and family stuff and probably sleeping and balancing my checkbook. I The fact that I'm in Boston for Halloween, actually, I don't know why. I've never in L.A. for Halloween. I think I've only been in L.A. in for Halloween during the pandemic when everything was shut down. Mm. I've never been in L.A. for Halloween where things were actually open. So this is interesting. It's happened again this year. Um, but I know that's weird. Next year, please do something. Let me know what you're doing for Halloween. I want to finally, after five years, have an L.A. Halloween. <laughs> but for those of you who've been asking, the um, next Own Night Shift workshop is out. That's what I'm going to be working on. Uh, the link is OTS24. That's O as in own, T as in die, and S as in shift. People really don't pick that up sometimes. OTS24. <laughs> eventbrite.com it's limited seating it's international because we do it on zoom just like this so it doesn't matter where you live somebody in dubai actually woke up in the middle of the night to take the class oh wow i don't know what kind of yeah we had dubai uh uh, canada london which is wild to me because london to la is a huge time difference and uh trinidad so it's like one of those things where i'm always like i can't imagine waking up in the middle of the night but if you are somebody who's open to waking up in the middle of the night to take the class it doesn't matter where you are and also lulu and jeff i want to extend to you guys on camera that if you guys want to join us for the next one so that 2024 you can be equipped to deal with some of the fuck shit that might be thrown your way because 2023 tried to take us out, y'all. Um, <laughs> I want it on there just to let you guys know you have a, a free invitation to join the class. I know oh, people always, okay. the few times a, a, a semester when I do, people are like, sure, but whatever. They come into the class and like, hey, no, it's going to be like this. Like, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, look at Jeffrey. Did you hear that? That was a nervous. <laughs> oh, no. Feelings, Jeffrey? I need you to know that we can hear you. <laughs> no, cause honestly, I was, I was kind of stuck in my own thought when you just said 2023 tried to take us out. It, for some reason, I don't know why. It just made me literally think of this weekend when uh, Matthew Perry passing. I was like, oh, Chandler. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, way, way to bring it down while I'm trying to take it home, Jeffrey. God <laughs> damn. You shouldn't ask me my Did I mention in, the in dead? How was I supposed to do? Like, you know what's wild? Two things are wild about Matthew Perry dying. I, I'll say the tasteless one first. L- literally almost one year to the date Matthew Perry said it on a, on a publication, why is Keanu Reeves alive and Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Phoenix is dead? It should have been Keanu instead. And wow. a year and a year later, I, I didn't read the article. I just thought that the, the tagline was horrible. A year oh. after him making that tasteless joke, he's dead himself. That's weird. Also, his last Instagram post was him in the very hot tub where he, where he died. So there's something... I hate using the word karmic in this sense because it seems like tasteless because he was probably a beloved... He, no, not probably. He was a beloved man and had a family. I'm just saying there's always these weird little things that happen around people's deaths that the spiritualist and the detective in me find very interesting does that make sense am i being an old black lady right now no i mean definitely i just thought i was crazy that they said that the cause of death was him drowning he drowned in a jacuzzi right yeah he drowned. said it was potentially a cardiac arrest before he was in the jacuzzi and potentially had some sort of a heart attack or some form of cardiac arrest situation which then made him go into the water and he just didn't Uh, wake up in time yeah his heart gave out in the water, which means if he had been on the couch or something, somebody might have found him and saved him. Yeah. I, it, it's just, I will say this. I ain't doing no. nothing alone no more, actually. <laughs> as soon as we get off this podcast, I'm calling somebody to come. <laughs> I'm not. 
Oh, that's the excuse? Oh, because we were talking about death. Can you please come over tonight? Listen, that's I need somebody Jeffrey. alert at all <laughs> That time. is so high. You, you are I'll, cat daddy. If you want to know, I think I'm about to get off this podcast and be very toxic and cooking for somebody I shouldn't be cooking for. However, another Jeffrey, podcast. Jeffrey, <laughs> we're going to talk about you love bombing people that you're not trying to be in a relationship with in one of the episodes, friend. Oh, that's not the issue. Another oh. episode. <laughs> Jeffrey's having so much tea. Okay, I love you guys, and honestly, please for thank you for making me laugh after I had spent the hour before cussing and yelling. You guys totally helped my mood. You are human Prozac. I adore you for this. Um, look, Jeffrey, just smile. Like you were just taking us. You're like, what else, friend? Um, no, I just want to let you know that I. One of the comments because I was joking about the comments earlier is that somebody says that they really love our energy as a trio and how is a little bit of everything. You know, the sugar and spice and Jeffrey. <laughs> everything nice there we go finish it for yourself friend yes Mm -hmm. and so i love that what i saw in this this little trio is being picked up by people and people are commenting on it because i really do jeffrey even though i'm here natasha brown it's eight o'clock (laughs) y'all it's eight o'clock lulu's in the class this is this is how hood my (laughs) friends are lulu just signed into another zoom as we're wrapping up this one okay so i love you guys you can find me at blue century you can find lulu at Lou underscore Lou one nine and Jeffrey at everything at Jeffro five J E F R O five and of course guys please find me at Blue Centric and sign up for OTS twenty four we love you until next time please be gentle with yourselves because we're all just human beings doing human shit bye bye love y'all thank bye. you for this. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interviews. Electric Acid. Welcome to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing today.